The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you really know the connection between your teeth and the rest of your health? Did you know that problems in your body can affect your teeth and vice versa? If you have silver fillings, what could they be doing to present a toxic environment to your system? Welcome to the Tooth Body Connection with Dr. Dawn Ewing. In this program, you'll learn about precautions and safe practices in order to keep your teeth and the rest of your body at safe and healthy levels of life. Now, here is Dr. Dawn Ewing. I'm Dr. Dawn Ewing. I'm the Executive Director of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. Our organization strives to teach so that people make good, informed decisions. We also try to inform practitioners so that they are able to provide you with services that have a higher standard of care than what was taught maybe in their school. We have some influential people that have really helped guide part of what we do all the way down to Weston Price. And I'm so excited that our October meeting that's coming up very shortly um, will have one of the leaders in Weston Price's organization, Dr. Sally Fallon Morell, will be there to help reignite the fire of nutrition and how that plays such an important part in dentistry. Today, we're going to talk about biological dentistry, which is something near and dear to my heart. I started off as a hygienist, and I think that it's really important how you take care of your teeth, and it certainly can affect your health. One of the questions that I get asked, one of the most common questions that I get asked, is what kind of toothpaste should I be using? And everyone's surprised at my answer. I actually would prefer you use no toothpaste whatsoever. If you're having trouble cleaning your teeth, and you don't know what a clean tooth feels like, then the toothpaste and the taste of that toothpaste will deaden the ends of your taste buds so that you can't feel the rough, fuzzy plaque that's on your teeth. That biofilm, that slime that's on your teeth, is the plaque that you want to try to remove with the mechanical action of your toothbrush. So I'm going to ask you a question. Think about this for a second. If toothpaste is so important to clean your teeth, why don't you smear it in between your teeth when you get ready to floss? Because it doesn't do anything to clean the tooth. You're used to thinking that you have to have a soap in order to clean your skin or that you have to have some kind of detergent in order to clean your clothes. All you need is a toothbrush or some kind of floss in order to have mechanical action to debride the tooth of that sticky plaque. So if you will just use your toothbrush dry, you can use water on it if you want, and put it in your mouth and start cleaning the inside tongue portion of your teeth, and then come out and clean the smile side of your teeth, and then take your toothbrush out and run your tongue all over all your teeth. If they feel really nice and slick, then you've probably done an adequate job brushing your teeth. So then we get to flossing and how important flossing is. And I I bet if you did some kind of a poll, you would find that most people don't floss. And yet, it's so critical to take care of the in-betweens of your teeth. So not flossing your teeth is kind of like just randomly picking a dish out of a dirty dishwasher and using that dish to put your cereal in and pour your milk in and go ahead and eat right off of that. Because if you're using your teeth to eat your food and you've got food particles in between your teeth and you've got plaque on there, then you are pushing that bacteria possibly into the bloodstream. It can really make a difference. So when I'm talking to nurses or somebody who's a health professional and we look at a, a wound, maybe a wound on a bottom of a foot, we talk about how important it is to keep that wound clean, especially if that patient is a diabetic, because if they get an infection in that area, it's going to drive the blood sugar up. Well, here's a crazy thing. Flossing will actually improve your blood sugar, bring your hemoglobin A1C down, because you're keeping those 
gum tissues clean, you're actually reducing the amount of bacteria that are in there, which in a roundabout way plays into your blood sugar. So it becomes critical that when we have someone who is in maybe intensive care or they're in a coma, that someone takes on the responsibility of taking care of that person's mouth in order to help keep infection rates down. So when we're talking about biological hygiene, the hygienist is going to not only cover things like brushing and flossing, because that's pretty much the standard of care. Any hygienist is going to talk to you about your brushing and flossing habits. But a dental hygienist is going to try to keep you um, in a biological arena, is going to incorporate things like ozone and maybe essential oils and, and maybe different kinds of toothpaste that would have medicinal value if she found something on a microscope. That And those are some things that we're going to be covering shortly. So I want to give you some word pictures about flossing so that you're able to get a real good, clear image of what flossing is like. If I told you I need you to cut a piece of floss that's about 18 inches long and wrap it around your middle fingers, your longest fingers, and then use your two index fingers to tightrope walk on that piece of floss, the piece of floss should be really tight in between there. Now, one finger can go inside of your mouth and one finger can go on the outside of, of your lip. You can choose to use an index finger and a thumb or two index fingers or two thumbs. But this, those are the only fingers that are going to be allowed in your mouth. When you are snapping in between two teeth, you gently want to seesaw in between there so that you don't traumatize the gum tissue. And then you want to pull towards the back tooth and you want to scrape up and down. And while you are in that same space, then you want to move the floss forward so it's on the back side of the tooth in that space. And you want to floss up and down again. If you're using unwaxed floss, you're going to start hearing squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. That means that you've removed all of the plaque or the biofilm in between there. So my visual picture, because I love to speak in word pictures, I want you to envision that you're driving down the road and a bird flies over and poops on your windshield. If you just make the windshield wiper go back and forth one time, all you have is smeared poop on your windshield and you likely can't see out of it. It's the same way with flossing. The goal in flossing is not to pop in and pop out and hope that you get a popcorn hull out or hope that you get a piece of meat out of there. The goal is to actually remove that thin biofilm slime that's on the tooth. And so you'd have to go back and forth multiple times, just like your windshield wiper, where you have to go back and forth several times in order to get that area clean. Now, it's also important that you want to move the floss to a clean area the next time you go into another tooth because you don't want to bring the bacteria from that site into another one and smear it around because if you have an open cut um, your gums are likely to bleed then you could be introducing bacteria into the blood system so I just made a comment your gums could be likely to bleed hmm do you know that it is not normal for your gums to bleed it is not healthy for your gums to bleed If you took a nail brush and you started scrubbing your nails because you wanted your fingernails to be really clean because you were going to be doing something surgical, you would freak out if your cuticles started to bleed when you were doing this. The gum tissue should be able to withstand considerable pressure with a toothbrush. So when you get in there and you're brushing and you're flossing, if you see blood, that is a red flag. When you're... um, taking care of these teeth. The important part is is that little sulcus where the gum tissue and the tooth meet. And if you keep them clean, you should be able to vigorously floss and get in there with your toothbrush, and there shouldn't be any blood whatsoever. So a typical hygienist will teach you how to brush and floss, and then they'll say, well, we did our job, now you do yours, which means you as the patient go away And you should come back and you should look great. And if you don't, it's your fault you didn't brush and floss correctly. A biological hygienist knows that there's a lot more involved. Maybe the person's nutrition. Maybe the person's um, 
bacteria that's in their mouth. So we incorporate using a microscope and we teach the hygienist how to go in there and identify unusual types of bacteria that shouldn't be in the mouth, like a spirochete or an amoeba, so that we can find some different things to improve the person's immune system so that will go away. And we want to talk about nutrition. So we look at things like what kinds of prescriptions are the person taking. Maybe they're taking a prescription like a statin, which would pull out CoQ out of the body, which will alter that collagen tissue. Maybe they're taking something that alters their B12 level or something that is causing anemia. There are lots of different things. So a hygienist that is biologically trained will go into more detail as far as prescriptions and things that you're on to make sure that your physician is touching base with you so that you know what to take in case you have to take a statin in order to keep your cholesterol down, which we would rather you do it with diet, but if you have to for hereditary reasons, then you need to be taking something called CoQ10, which is an enzyme that's very helpful for heart tissue as well as periodontal tissue. So your hygienist may be coaching you on some things outside of just the brushing and flossing. If you want to email me a question, you can do that at drdawn at drdawn.net. And it looks like, even with what I've spoken with so far, that we have someone who has emailed a question in. So Toby is my sidekick here, my trusty (laughs) sidekick. Can you tell us what that email question is? Yeah. Um, Josh from Tennessee wanted to know some more about toothpaste. So he's asking, so the purpose of toothpaste really is just kind of as a breath freshener then? Really, basically, unless someone looks at a microscope and finds that there is a reason why they may need to use something that has aloe vera in it or some type of essential oil or uh, a probiotic, then you're right. Uh, you can brush your teeth with a dry toothbrush, use your floss, and then use whatever you want afterwards as a mouth freshener. Or you could use that toothpaste and kind of smear it around afterwards and lightly do a, a second uh, go-over with the toothbrush. He also asked about mouthwash. What are some advantages or disadvantages of using mouthwash? Well, that is actually a really, really good question. And a biological hygienist would be able to go over this with you. We don't want to use anything that has alcohol in it because alcohol dries out the oral mucosa, dries out all that gum tissue, and actually will promote bad bacteria growth. So I know the number one question that people ask me about mouthwashes is what about Listerine? You know, it says it kills germs. It does. It does kill germs. But then because it has a high alcohol count on there... It's going to dry out the mucosa, and it's actually going to promote the growth of bad bacteria that you don't want. So I'm going to encourage you to look outside of that into some other mouthwashes. And anybody who is a pilot or a flight attendant knows that they can't use the mouthwashes that have alcohol in it because if they get random testing, it'll show up just that small amount of alcohol, even in a mouthwash. So they usually are in tune with finding some non-alcohol mouthwashes that are out there. Uh, Carol from uh, California had a question about floss. And so I, from what I read in the email, the flossers that you buy at the grocery store that are not the long string that you tear off and put in between your fingers, but the ones that are come on the stick, if you will, or the plastic handle, those are not good? No, I'm not saying that they're not good, but you certainly need to clean it in between moving it from one space to another space. So if you're cleaning in between two molars in the back, and you come out with a large amount of plaque, and then you introduce it into another area, you could be taking an infected pocket and moving that bacteria to an area that normally wouldn't have been infected. So I'm going to encourage you to rinse it off in between moving it. Um, That small amount of that little itty bitty inch of floss that's there is not designed to be able to do an entire mouth. I don't think I could use one of those for all of my entire mouth. Okay, those were some great email questions. We are going to take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more about how a biological hygienist could help you out, and we're going to focus on using that microscope. (music) 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Okay, so this is Dr. Don Ewing again. We are talking about biological hygiene and how in a biological dental office, the hygienist visit may be completely different than anything you've ever experienced before. One thing that you might find is that they use a microscope. So they might find an area in your mouth and take a, an instrument, a dental instrument, and take a very small amount of the plaque or the biofilm that we were talking about, the fuzzies that you feel on your teeth, down from an area uh, at, right at the gum line and put it on a glass slide. Put a cover slip on top of it and turn around and take a look at it and then might be able to show you what they found on the slide. Generally, those microscopes are hooked up to some type of a a TV set or a monitor so that you can see what's on the slide as well. So if we saw a healthy slide, we would be looking at nice, round, red blood cells that kind of bounce off of each other. We would be able to see white blood cells, and it's very interesting to see because when you look at the white blood cell, you actually see little dots moving on the inside. That just lets you know that there's good activity on that white blood cell. And then you might see some long rods and some gliding rods and some things that are normal bacteria found in the mouth. You know, we have good bacteria that's supposed to be there. When you're taking your probiotics, you're looking at all those good bacteria, the bifidus and and, uh, all the different kinds of, of good bacteria. But when we're looking at a unhealthy slide, then we see that the red blood cells may be irregularly shaped or they rouleau or coin together. So they, as if they're magnetically charged where they're attracted to each other, they just create these long chains. You might see a really high number of white blood cells. Well, that would translate into pus that would be coming out of that particular area. You might have an overgrowth of a particular kind of bacteria. You might find an amoeba, which is really interesting to see on a slide. It looks like a big blob, and as you're sitting there, it just kind of morphs, and the shape changes, and it engulfs healthy tissue, and really, it'll basically take in anything that's in its way. You might find an unusual number of yeast. You might find some fungi or you might find a trichomonas, which is a parasite. And then the hygienist would direct you not only about your brushing and flossing habits, but might look at different types of things that you could use in order to try to reduce that kind of bacteria. And so I'm going to start with one thing which is really interesting to use, and that's ozone. So a biological office oftentimes will have ozone available in the office. They make it medical grade. This is not the ozone that you have an ozone alert. Don't go outside. Don't breathe it. No, no, this is medical grade ozone. And what they'll do is use a little tube connected from the 
equipment that's actually making the ozone, taking the oxygen that's medical-grade oxygen and converting it into ozone. And they'll use this little tube, and there's a, a little tip at the end that they can glide along the length of the tooth and the pocket, right at the pocket where the gum meets the tooth, and they can ozonate and kill the bacteria in there. The advantage with ozone is it's antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. So having an ozone treatment, you can truly go in and take a microscopic slide, look at it on the microscope, and then you can ozonate the patient, which only takes a couple of minutes. And then you can take another slide and you can see a change just that fast in the mouth. Now, a hygienist will also be able to direct you about reactions to things. So maybe you started a new toothpaste or a new mouthwash and you have burning gums or you have an ulcer that's developed. Do you realize that a lot of these toothpastes have something called sodium lauryl sulfate? And that is the foaming agent that's in there. And a lot of people are very sensitive to that and it will cause their gums to react. And so I'm going to encourage you to look for things that are free of the sodium lauryl sulfate. There are also viruses that can be um, triggered to cause problems like a herpes virus. Most people have had a cold sore at least once in their life and that, that is a herpes virus. And there are some things that can be used um, ozone being one of them, or some of the nanosilvers can be used. And that brings to mind that a biological office will probably have some of these things readily available for you. So they might have some grapefruit seed extract there for you, or they may, may have ozonated olive oil there, or they may have the nanosilver. Now, the nanosilver, the term that I'm using may be new for you. You may have heard the term colloidal silver. Now, the colloidal silvers, although they were better than using um, a lot of things that were out there before, have a tendency to build up, and silver can be a heavy metal. The nanosilver is such a small particle, it can't build up as a, a heavy metal in your body, so that would be an advantage to looking for something like that. When a hygienist is working with you, and they don't get the kind of response they expect. They do see that you've been brushing and flossing, and they don't see the gums reacting like they want. Then a biological hygienist is going to start thinking outside of the box. They may be networking with your primary care to get some labs drawn so that they can rule out things like diabetes, so that they can rule out things like leukemia or maybe reflux, or that the person has been self-purging and they're not willing to admit that they have a problem with bulimia. The person may have suffered from a stroke or, you know, that the, they have some loss of dexterity. Maybe they broke an arm. They didn't have a stroke, but they're right-handed and they broke an arm. And now they're having more difficulty doing the typical habits like brushing and flossing. That's where your hygienist is going to come in and look at ways to help you. A biological hygienist will also know that each of those teeth are related to a different meridian. So if you've not heard the show where we talk about meridians, I'm going to encourage you to go to voiceamerica.com, do the search looking for the tooth-body connection, look for our old shows and find the one on meridians. Each one of your teeth are related to a different organ in your body. <clears throat> Several of the organs are related to similar teeth like the molars or the bicuspids or your cuspids or your anterior, your uh, centrals and your incisors and your laterals. And they will be in tune to look at things like monitoring a root canal and asking you health questions so that they're putting together the issues that are going on with your mouth and that are going on with your body. So go back and listen to that one because that's really a very interesting one on the meridians. And there's lots of information on that. A biological hygienist would also be in tune with looking at things like thermography, which is a heat-seeking camera that can take images of your face or your body oftentimes used as a replacement for a mammogram when a woman is looking at a way to monitor her breast for inflammation. So when we're looking at areas of inflammation, then the hygienist might have a clue that she needs to go in in a particular area. Now, a hygienist is also the one that's going to be doing your oral cancer screening. You should never leave a dental office and have a hygienist not have done 
an oral cancer screening check on you. Let me kind of uh, walk you through what that exam looks like. The hygienist will come from behind, and she may be feeling your neck. She may be feeling behind your ears. Then she'll feel down your throat like she's feeling your thyroid. Then she'll feel under your jawbone as she's coming along the front towards your chin. Then she's going to take a two-by-two gauze square and grab a hold of the end of your tongue, and she's going to pull that tongue towards her, and she's going to turn it laterally to the side one way and look all the way towards the back, and then she's going to pull that tongue towards the other side and look all the way to the back. She's going to use a gloved finger and go underneath that tongue, palpating or feeling to make sure that there's nothing unusual, no lumps or bumps that aren't supposed to be there. Then she's going to take the cheeks and spread them out on either side, and she's going to use her fingers and feel those cheeks, again, looking for any lumps or bumps that aren't supposed to be there. Then she'll use a mirror and look at the back of the tongue, the back of the throat, the top of the roof of the mouth or the palate. That is an oral cancer screening. It's required that the hygienist do it and be documented in the records that it was done. This can save lives. So oftentimes we find areas, um, I'm going to use an example where somebody dips and the tissue turns a white leathery like. That is actually what it looks like. It goes from that pink, perfect, stippled gum tissue and because that Tobacco is sitting right in that cheek vestibule, the the area between the cheek and the gum, and it's constantly sitting there. The effect of that tobacco is to cause that tissue to toughen up because it doesn't like that tobacco sitting there. And it turns into a different type of tissue, and it actually looks white and leathery. So it's for that hygienist to document what that tissue looks like because that's precancerous. And so, again, a biological office is doing the typical standard of care, but they're going beyond that. So they're using thermography as a tool. They're using a microscope as a tool. They're looking at your nutrition. They're looking at the enamel itself um, and trying to gather more information. I heard once that the mouth is a window to the soul, and actually your you know that it, it, Toby's telling me it's the eyes, but the mouth shows you more about your health than your eyes do. Iridology is a great way to look at different health problems, but there's so much you can tell by looking at a mouth. If you go in and you have periodontal disease, your hygienist told you that you've got bone loss. Do you really think that you just have bone loss in just your mouth? No, chances are you have osteopenia and osteoporosis other places in your body. And this is a window, an opportunity. Who else do you go see twice a year but a hygienist? So you need to invite your hygienist to tell you more about what's going on with your body. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back in just a minute, and we're going to finish or talk some more about biological hygiene. We've got a couple of other questions we want to address. So we'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Okay. Our topic today is biological hygiene. This is Dr. Dawn Ewing. I'm the executive director of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. We happen to have a class coming up for hygienists. It will be in Nashville where we're going over uh, biological dental hygiene. We've given this class before. We'll give it again. So if you have a hygienist and this is new information for her, I'm going to encourage you to give her my email, drdawn at drdawn.net, and we would love to bring her on board and get her uh, more information about how she can look at your body from different perspective. In a biological office, they look at not only the standard of care, but they go above that. So when we're talking about x-rays, Oh, the hygienist has to take x-rays. There's no way anybody can see in between your teeth in order to make sure that, the, you know, you don't have new decay developing and to look at the bone height in, in and around the teeth. But a digital x-ray is far less exposure than the old kind of x-rays we used to use. And in a biological office, you may be offered a homeopathic remedy. You might be offered a homeopathic remedy of x-ray, which is actually very appropriate. So don't be surprised if they offer you a homeopathic remedy, a biological hygiene office will also be very aware of mercury fillings. When you're going through hygiene school, you are taught that when you clean someone's teeth, you should also polish the occlusal surface, which is the chewing surface of a tooth. And that is where most people have their mercury fillings, on the chewing surfaces of their teeth. Well, of course, if you polish that, you're going to release a fair amount of mercury. So in a biological office, they probably will refrain from polishing a tooth that has a mercury filling in it. You know, those mercury fillings have 50% mercury in them. So we call them a mercury silver amalgam. Yes, it is silver in color, but it's 50% mercury. And an amalgam just means that it's a compilation of different metals. So you've got zinc and mercury and copper that are all entwined in that um, silver filling, which is called an amalgam. So a hygienist is going to be very aware of that. They're also going to be looking at um, looking at other ways besides fluoride to take care of preventing decay in your teeth. So they may be talking to you about things like xylitol. Xylitol is birch cane sugar. It can also be um, gathered from corn, but I'm going to encourage you to stay away from corn-based because there's so many GMO corn-based xylitols. Look for one that's a birch sugar and see if uh, using that in either gums, mints, mouthwashes, even candies now come with xylitol in it because that helps retard decay. So we'll be speaking with uh, Dr. Russ Meisner, and I, I think if you go back and listen to Last week's show, uh, Dr. Meisner has some information about xylitol and how you can use that for kids. And, and so that's a much better thing to use than fluoride. Fluoride's actually a toxic substance. If you can stay away from it, I would encourage you to do just that, even if you can get a filter and look for ways to get the fluoride out of your water in case it is fluoridated water. That would be an advantage for you as well. Okay, so when we're talking about the biological hygiene, they're going to incorporate knowing things like whether you have MTHFR and knowing that if you're uh, MTHFR positive, then you might not be a good candidate for nitrous without increasing your B12 or your folate folate, um, and paying attention to things like your orthodontics instead of looking at using the nickel wire that is traditionally used they might be networking with an orthodontist that uses the Invisalign, which would be a healthier option than using the metal where indicated. Um, and that's not only for orthodontic appliances, but that can be for your retainers as well. So when we look at using 
a biological hygienist. They're going to have different things in their room. They're going to have filters to clean up the, the mercury. They're going to have a microscope in their office. They're going to have um, different types of products, different kinds of mouthwashes or paste, maybe some different supplements that they'll uh, like to mention for you, like the CoQ10. Toby, you have a question from somebody? Yeah, several uh, from Dr. Dawn at drdawn.net. Uh, this came just right now. What is MTHFR? Oh, methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase is a genetic flaw that a lot of people have. Uh, I have it. I have the part of the flaw that doesn't allow me to break down folic acid into folate. So folic acid is toxic for me. I just have to take a different kind of supplement, and I use folate instead. But people who have this issue oftentimes can't methylate mercury and get it out of their body. So Mercury comes into the body, and it's hoarded or stored, and so they, they can't get rid of it. But for those individuals, oftentimes they're cautioned about using nitrous. It's not that they can't use the nitrous. They can use it. The research that I've seen is on using nitrous for five hours or longer. I don't really know anybody that has procedures done that long where they're using nitrous. But if, by chance, you use the nitrous and you got a headache, it would probably be uh, folate anemia and so maybe taking some folic acid would be helpful. Stacy from Illinois emailed to say, talking about bacteria again, and of course everybody gets the willies when you mention bacteria, but we know there's good bacteria in the mouth. You talked about probiotics. Where do you get probiotics? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. The acidophilus and the bifidus. So if you've ever lived out in the country and you have a septic system, you know that every once in a while you have to put Ridex down your toilet, which is the good bugs to eat everything that's down there. And you don't even want to know everything that's down there. But it, mm-hmm. it needs to keep everything liquefied so that it can be pumped throughout the septic field. Well, our body is like that. You know, you have all this stuff that you eat and then it starts to putrefy and break down. And you need good bacteria in your mouth. So the probiotics, pro being four, and biotics, life, the bacteria. So these are good bacteria can be found in things like yogurt, but you can also get pills of acidophilus bifidus, which is what most people do. Nowadays, they even go get, you know, uh, cultured yogurt drinks. Uh, You see all kinds of things on TV talking about their people's bloating and digestion improving. And, And that's true. But when we use the probiotics in a biological office, they may even tell you to take a capsule of a probiotic a particular kind that is really helpful for the mouth and open it up and put it in a water pick or put it in a little cup of water and slurry it around in your mouth because that probiotic, just that little bacteria, if it can get down into the sulcus, will generate some hydrogen peroxide, which is oxygenating, which will kill off bad bugs. Marcus from New York uh, wanted to know, you really piqued his interest when you mentioned fluoride. Where can he get more information on the bad stuff associated with fluoride? I know we did a show on that several weeks ago. We did. And if you go to our website, iabdm.org, we do have some articles on fluoride. Um, There's a great book called The Fluoride Deception. That is an excellent book. Uh, It will kind of change your mindset about our government and how it perceives what's safe or not. the fluoride is definitely a hot topic. We've got fluoridation that goes into our water, and, and even if you don't want it, you're bathing in fluoridated water, you're drinking fluoridated water for the most part. And so there's a big push to try to get fluoride out of the water. There are areas that have natural fluoride that are so high that it can create a problem. So I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to our show on fluoride or to go to our website and get more information. Um, and th- that book that I mentioned, The Fluoride Deception, would be an excellent choice. And, the, of course, the website, again, is IAB, as in boy, DM, International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine, IABDM.org. So when a biological hygienist is looking at your mouth, and she sees an area where there's a pocket that's deeper than it's supposed to be. So I already told you that the cuticle is supposed to be tight to the tooth, just like 
the cuticle is supposed to be tight to your nail, just like your gum is supposed to be tight to your tooth. They will take a probe and go around and measure those pockets. Ideally, we would like those pocket depths not to be any greater than between one and three. So when they start getting four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, then we really start knowing that there's a lot of bone loss in those particular areas. So a biological hygienist is going to look, is it on one side of your mouth? Is it the whole mouth? Is it just one tooth? If it's one tooth, is it because the teeth don't butt up next to each other and food is packing in between there? Let's don't always point the finger at the patient. Could it be that there's a root canal tooth? Maybe this tooth has a crack in it and bacteria is weeping out and the bone is getting infected um, in that particular area. You know, they'll coach you on different tools to use. If there's a large gap between the teeth and the pocket has the gum tissue has receded that nice little triangular shape is not there anymore they might be teaching you how to use a proxy brush they might be dipping it in something like uh, baking soda and salt and hydrogen peroxide in order to help keep that area cleaned out so a biological hygienist is going to be a different experience than what you traditionally see in a regular dental office we are going to take a... Sh- Before we take a break, yeah. just a quick question. Um, again, from the internet, uh, Dr. Dawn at drdawn.net. Someone asked, should the dentist see the patient at every hygiene visit? Well, that's a good question. They uh, In Texas, I know that they are required to meet with the patient before they are technically deemed a patient. So they should come in and greet them at the very least, and then the hygienists see them. They don't have to see them every visit. The dentist doesn't even have to be in the building for the hygienist to see, but they do need to be seen on a, a periodic uh, basis. So once a year would be good for them to be seen. Certainly if they have a problem, they are the one that has to do the diagnosis of whatever's going on. So we're going to take our short break and then we'll be back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Okay, I'm Dr. Don Ewing, and we are r- winding up our show on biological hygiene. I want to go over a few things here I, I see from an email. I have a question here about floss, unwaxed versus waxed. I personally prefer the unwaxed floss because you're able to hear that squeak that I was talking about earlier. But if you have really tight teeth and you're unable to get the floss in there at all, 
then you may have to resort to using something like glide or a light wax on there. But do the same movements that I talked about, that uh, gentle seesawing to get in and then the up and down movement. Then I had another question about what kind of toothbrush to use. And so this, to me, is a great question because, you know, you can go to any pharmacy, any grocery store, almost any health food store, and you can get a hard toothbrush. But I don't think you'd find a hygienist or a dentist that would be willing to recommend a hard toothbrush on your enamel. That would be like buying a brand new Mercedes or Porsche and using steel wool to wash it. I, I just don't see an advantage to that. You'll, you'll see that the chamois works much better on those cars. So a soft toothbrush will actually bend around some of the sides or the, the curves of the teeth and do a much better job. But if you use that toothbrush dry, it will feel a little firmer to you and not feel quite so mushy. In a biological office, they will even go so far as to talk to you about your pH of your saliva. So somebody might come in and they have a really high decay rate. Well, that would be the hygienist going over what your habits are. What do you eat or drink? Do you sip on sodas all day long so that the bacteria that you're in your mouth is, is being exposed to that sugar on a regular basis? Are you um, using mints all day long? Are you chewing on gum that's sugared gum? What is it that is a dietary habit that's going on for you? And if they don't find anything like that, then they might start looking at questions like what's your saliva pH let's see what's going on with your diet maybe we need to alkalinize you some more and that might be referring you to a naturopathic physician or to their MD somebody that could work with them on on alkalinizing their system in a biological office they would also be very aware that periodontal disease can affect cardiovascular disease And so they may be using something called an oral DNA test, which is a test that can be done to look at specific bacteria that will increase your risk of cardiovascular disease. And we're talking about really increase your risk. So if you've got periodontal disease, some of those bacteria can actually be transmitted back and forth to another partner from kissing or from um, drinking after each other, can even be passed on to, let's say, a grandchild. So I remember listening to a rheumatologist who was talking about the oral DNA test, and he was talking about a little girl that came in, and and I I think she was somewhere between the age of two and three, and she was starting to have a rapid acute onset of rheumatoid arthritis symptoms, of juvenile rheumatoid arthritis symptoms. And so thinking outside of the box, he asked that the mother and father be tested for oral DNA to see if they had a specific bacteria, and they didn't come back positive. And so he thought that he'd missed the mark when the mom said, well, you know, she stays with my mom during the week while I'm at work. So they chose to test the grandma and found out that she was positive. So they put the little girl on a round of antibiotics, and in fact, this bacteria went down enough that all of her symptoms went away. Now, that doesn't mean that she's not going to be a candidate to have rheumatoid arthritis affect her later in life, but what it means is that her immune system really reacted to that particular bacteria. So you're going to find that these biological hygienists are really thinking outside of the box. And when you're in certain countries like Canada, where they have their own practice, they will really be thinking outside of the box. They'll be coaching uh pregnant women on how to take care of themselves and and how to take care of those babies' teeth after they're born and things that they can feed them that'll make the enamel, you know, healthier enamel and and foods that they need to be eating while they're pregnant. So I really want to encourage you to find a biological office, fall in love with your hygienist, not literally, but... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it happens, I'm sure, right? (laughs) And and see if they can't... uh, help you out on some of your health problems by way of taking care of your mouth. Because if you improve the state of of health of your gum tissue, you are in a roundabout way going to improve so many other things in your body. Remember I told you that that gum tissue is made out of collagen tissue. Remember I told you that there are certain things that can be removed from your body, like the CoQ10 that affect not only your periodontal health, but also affect cardiovascular. So if you're really taking care of your mouth and you've got nice healthy gums and health, healthy teeth and 
then you're probably got a healthier body than what you had before. Hey, Russ uh, from Washington uh, emailed us, Dr. Don at drdon.net with an interesting question. Should we, what should we do about our tongue? We've talked about our teeth and flossing and gums and what about our tongue? Right. That is also a great question. Um, there are devices out there that you can use to scrape your tongue. Yuck. Yeah. That sounds painful. Well, no, it's not painful. Brushing? You can brush. Um, the taste buds actually collect plaque, not only on top of them, but in between them. And so taking care of your tongue, sticking out your tongue and brushing it to debride it, which we're talking about a toothbrush. I, I want to plant a seed here. A lot of people have a bathroom where their sink is immediately next to their toilet. <laughs> Please don't keep your toothbrush close to your toilet. When you flush your toilet, there's a little bit of aerosol that can come up quite some distance. So there are things that you can put your toothbrush in that use a UV light. Uh, put your toothbrush in another room if you need to. But if you've got a really small bathroom, I'm going to discourage you from just throwing it in the cup there right and, right by the toilet. And keep your toothbrush away from your enemies, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll, <laughs> Sorry, we're just getting tickled at each other here. <laughs> okay. So, okay, another question. And I'm just this is off the top of my head. How often do you use a new toothbrush? How often do you replace your toothbrush? I think most hygienists will tell you that you need to replace it every three months, unless you've got some kind of active infection. If you ever have a cold, you need to replace it right after you're done having your cold so that you don't retransmit it. If you had uh, an aphthous ulcer or cold sore, then it's probably a good idea to throw out your toothbrush, get a new one as that's um, changing. I do want to talk about next week's show. Next week's show, we're going to have Dr. Freda Rosenbaum on, and um, she's a biological dentist down in the Florida area, and so I'm excited to have her come talk to us about her biological practice. And for those of you that are Floridians, then you'll have an opportunity to pick her brain. Please email us your questions like we were able to answer some questions today. You can call us. There is a direct line on here, but email is a great way to get in touch with us during the show so that we can get your question on the air. If you're at thinking the question, I bet someone else is thinking that question too. So go to our website. If you're looking for a biological dentist, that is iabdm.org and go to the search function. And you can uh, go to the radius and look for a dentist that's within a 100-mile radius of you in your state. If you can't find somebody, feel free to email us. We will take the time to help you find the closest dentist and get your knees met. Until then, we want you to have a healthy mouth. And this has been the Tooth Body Connection on Voice America. Thank you again for tuning in to the Tooth Body Connection. Please join your host, Dr. Don Ewing, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again about a healthy mouth and a healthy body next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.